Why Watch That is a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome Welcome to to Why Watch Watch That. So why watch that TV talk? Hola! (laughs) We are back at TV. Good gracious. You know, if you don't know, there was something that launched (laughs) since our last taping. And uh, we will get to that certainly in just a moment, but we are certainly not going to ignore uh, the launch of the end of television (laughs) as we know it. But first, let's talk about the end of season three for Get Shorty. Yes, y'all remember this, right? It's on Epics. Um, It totally somewhat is based off the movie but then took it to new heights and depths and (laughs) oh my gosh but it is on epics however you can catch get shorty on either i think it's amazon prime or on netflix Mm -hmm. one of the two so you can check that out i think it's just the first season i think it's netflix it's just the first season that's out but Hopefully season two will quickly be out so you can binge those two seasons and maybe get your free trial of epics for a couple of days to see if you can finish, you know, season three. But you know what? The critics done it for you. So (laughs) where have we left off and what in the world is going on? Oh, my goodness. So Miles, the protagonist, if you want to call him that, has just gotten out of prison in this season. He's ready to go back into the movie business. Hmm. And this time, he means business. He will get his producer's credit. He (laughs) will be an executive. But how does he get there? In his way, is just a sleazeball guy. Just one of the worst people you could think about in this industry is embodied in a man who is responsible for Miles being in prison. Uh huh. And this character is Lawrence Budd, played by Steven Weber. Now he's a character <laughs> in all senses. So Miles decides to go work for Lawrence, but Lawrence is afraid of this man. Lawrence knows who he is, and Lawrence knows that Miles might want to kill him. Oh. So how can Miles convince Lawrence that he should work for him and then move up the ladder? What is up, Miles's sleeve? <laughs> it ain't good. I'll put it that way. And by the end of the season, I'm just going to put it out there. Okay. Miles becomes the executive vice president (laughs) of this production company. He's he's number two. Oh, dear. Who's number one? Moira? No, not Moira. What's that woman's name? (laughs) You don't know. I'll put it that way. And I won't tell you. All right. Okay, we got to leave some stuff there. Yeah, you talk about Omara. Omara. <laughs> so let's talk about Amara, uh, who is wonderfully played by Lydia oh, Porto. Jeez. And her fiance, husband, I will tell you, Rick, played by Ray Romano. Oh, they're still together. 
<laughs> and the question is, are they in love? Oh. Now, remember, Rick has uh, been a snitch to the FBI. Yes. He went to Club Fed for a year. Got out. Amara had to go to South America in hiding after oh. she jumped out of the window. <laughs> okay. So Rick meets up with her in South America. Oh. They get they get run out of there. <laughs> he goes back to America, you know, all of this stuff, and he thinks that she's dead. He writes a screenplay about it. The whole experience. The FBI comes up and says, you big dummy, you are giving away all kinds of secrets and people might be dead because of what you've written. He changes the script. <laughs> I cannot. And who shows up on his doorstep one day? Mm-hmm. And the question is, in the end, for Rick and Amara, in the end of the season, where are they? Are they both living? Have they married? Have they split up? Have some truths been unearthed? And whose truth? Mm. Now, Miles' good buddy, played by Sean Bridgers. All of the, all of these people are excellent, by the way. They're just amazing. Sean Bridgers, his character's name is Louis Darnell. Lewis was a, you know, a hitman with Chris O'Dowd's character, Miles. They were good buddies. They've been going through the industry together. Remember that uh, Lewis started off as a writer, in quotes. <laughs> then, as I mentioned at the beginning of the season, he is a talent manager. Oh, my goodness. And in a successful one, that doesn't last. And in the end, he becomes... <laughs> The head of physical production. Oh, dear. What in the world is that? I Do you not? Oh, that's a thing, though. That's a real thing. Right. But what does it mean for Lewis? I can't even. Why? (laughs) Why, why, why? The physical is your clue. Okay. Okay. So Miles has gotten all of these people to, in the end, work at this production company. How did he do that? Oh, dear. He's also in a certain kind of relationship with April. Who's the woman who was producing the first movie in the first season and was afraid of him when she figured it all out? Yes. Well, now they are together. Oh, no. oh my gosh. And oh. April had a run-in, no pun intended, with Lawrence Budd. So she wants revenge, too. Uh-oh. How does that happen? Huh. And of course, at the end of this season, there is a big cliffhanger because somebody's dead. Who's to blame? The cops uh, consider it a suicide, but one detective says somebody murdered this person. Oh, okay. And who is this somebody this detective believes did that? Hmm. Also, Miles has a teenage daughter now who's a teenager. Already? Yeah, because they skipped forward. Remember, he was in prison for two years. Oh, that's right. Okay. And she's being a teenager. Oh, so gosh. here's what I'll say about season three. It's get shorty. I, you know that I love this show. I will have to say it was a shortened season, just seven episodes this time. But as Miles was piecing together his plot, it wasn't quite clear to us as viewers why he was doing what he was doing. And I think that lasted a bit too long. Once you figure it out, it's like, oh, 
but I think it took us too long to get there. We were in the dark too long in this season. So it wasn't quite as fun as the other seasons, but it's still fun. It's still smart. It's still great in how it really makes fun of Hollywood. It's so much fun. And I will end by saying this, Lewis's now wife, okay, Gladys, played by Sarah Stiles. She is an actress in the show. And she was casted in Tootsie, the Broadway musical. Now, here's the thing, everybody. Sarah Stiles, the actress, the real one, was cast in the real Tootsie on Broadway. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's this whole meta thing that they did in order to keep her in, into the show. And she does her big number that she was nominated for a Tony for this. She does a big number in the show, but as the character playing the character in Tootsie in, on Broadway in the show. I, look. Oh, boy. What an idea that was. So that's where I'll end things for Get Shorty. If you could digest that, you certainly should watch this. And the ref told you how. Yes, it's on Netflix. Um, at least the season one is. Mm -hmm. Series premieres! Let's move on to two. This is a short deal. In fact, you know what? We can whip through these because um, Showtime's Back to Life was only six episodes. <laughs> Um, but indeed, you did watch um, some of that, or maybe all, I'm not sure. It is online, available, all the six on the app, you know, if you have that. Uh, I don't know much about Back to Life, but I have a feeling you're going to cue us in, because I I believe you watched it all. Am I, am I right about that? That's right. Um, and it's available online and via Showtime's app, the all six episodes. Right now, they've aired four of the six. Gotcha. So you can see the whole thing. You can binge it if you'd like. And it's only a half an hour or so, maybe a little less per episode. So it's not a lot. Um, now, this does come to us from the producers of Fleabag, which cleaned up at the enemies. Yeah. Right? So we are across the pond here. And back to life means this. There's a woman played by Daisy Haggard who uh, who created the show, co-created it. Um, and she was in prison for 18 years and she's just getting out. And when she went in, she was a teenager. Um, so she's trying to get her life back. That's what this is about. And the question is, what did she do to be in prison for 18 years? She right. murdered somebody. Ooh. Now, this is a dramedy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so she comes out, her parents are waiting for her, and they're so excited. All of this, they, you know, it's been 18 years. They take her back to their home. All of that goes on. But what is going on with mom and dad? 18 hmm. years have passed, and they have gone through some things. The father is very concerned about the environment, so much so he neglects his wife. <laughs> Okay. He gets very upset by the plastic that's being wasted, oh, being put boy. into the ocean, that whole kind of thing. His wife has been neglected, so what has she done to get some attention? Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. Also, when uh, Miri, that's the lead character's name, when she tries to get her life back, there is someone that she was in love with when she went in, when they were teenagers. She wants to find this man and see if they can rekindle their relationship but it's been 18 years. And what kind of man is he? I'll tell you this. 
he hasn't given up on this family while she was in prison for 18 years. But what does that mean? You'll have to watch this to find out. Uh. It's not what you're thinking. Don't put it that way. Now, keep in mind, Miri has been convicted of murder and she says, yes, I killed somebody. But why? What's really going on here? This is a dramedy, so it can't be quite as serious as it sounds. There has to be an explanation. Well, there's a man on the prowl who introduces himself to her when she's on the beach. She says, hey, I I don't know you. He says, I know, (laughs) but I know you. And he promises to figure this all out to prove her innocence, is it? Or an explanation for why she did what she did? But this man is very strange. Can you trust him? Also, the people in the town don't want her there. And they let her and her family know in all kinds of awful ways. It's terrible. Now, she has just gotten out of prison for 18 years. She's on probation. She has a probation officer who is hilarious. Not hilarious, hilarious. <laughs> this woman is ridiculous. She doesn't want to meet in her office because she enjoys Mary's family's home. They feed her. She's this kind of woman. So she's like, oh, she's like, oh. And, you know, Mary's like, oh, it's going terribly. They hate me. She's like, oh, it'll pass. It'll blow over. <laughs> That's the kind of woman she is. It's hilarious. But I will say, when we get to the backstory of what actually happened and they go to more dramatic moments, it still works. That's a hard thing to pull off, some comedy and some drama. Also, Mary has a new neighbor, or her parents do. She meets this man, what's going on there? Does he know who she is? Because everybody who knows is scared or angry. And this man has someone he's living with who doesn't like Mary at all. But maybe this woman has an illness that explains that, or maybe not. And in the end, the question is, can Mary convince the town to get off of her back? Or is she doomed to have to leave? Here's what I'll say as a review. This is a quick watch. I was interested. Is it the best of things ever? No, but it's very good. I enjoyed it. If you like this, if you heard this and went, hmm, I wonder how that's going to play out as a dramedy. You should watch this. It's not a big commitment. My only knock is at the end, they tried to do a bunch of things at once and it felt forced. And up to then, it was not forced. That was that was what was so good about it. They tried one character in particular who actually hires Miri. What he, they did with him didn't make any sense. Uh, but in the end, they tried try to right the ship. And at the very end, I will say, it does make sense. Mm. I hope they have another season of this because it's so quick and enjoyable and, and kind of off kilter and unexpected. And it's not something that bashes you over the head either, which we need more and more of nowadays. There are too many stories, and we talked about this uh, outside of the recording rep, there are too many times when people nowadays are trying to make statements instead of telling the story. Yeah. And Back to Life does not make that mistake. Hmm, interesting, interesting, interesting. Let's end this. Now, I alluded to the fact that TV as we know it has been destroyed (laughs) and rebirthed. Oh. Uh, I'm thinking of Strong J now. I am, of course, talking about the launch of Disney Plus. Now, if you note, remember Apple TV Plus debuted the first of November, 
and it had mixed reviews. I mean, I think the only thing that came out, you know, a little bit unscathed is the space movie, uh, or uh, sorry, TV show. Mm-hmm. For I All Mankind. Mm-hmm. Yes, For All Mankind. That was pretty much the one that everybody agreed, oh, okay, this has potential. And so Apple did some rearranging of their executives. <laughs> so, um, the head of Scripted, and, you know, it, it, they, they basically are trying to figure out what's going on here. And, of course, we'll talk about, uh, you got a chance to see a sneak peek of the new movie Apple is releasing, and we'll talk about that later. So they're really rearranging. Now, Disney... Plus, on the other hand, has launched, and quite frankly, people are gobbling it up. It said they had a billion, access to a billion, you know. I'm I'm sorry, what am I saying? I'm lying, I'm lying. 10 million. 10 million. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What am I saying? A billion. (laughs) Access to 10 million household accounts, we'll say. You can't really say 10 million people because nobody, you know, everybody's sharing. So 10 million households or accounts. And uh, Bob Iger was on uh, officially saying that he was going for 60. So, I mean, <laughs> he's well on their way. And one of the shows that really got a lot of buzz, I mean, the trailer alone was enough to make you do a trial or something, pay yeah. $5 or whatever, how much is it, $10, $20. Um, and that is The Mandalorian, which is... From the universe of Star Wars. So we don't... This he, he is not a character that I know of that was like, oh, he's a big time character. And now we're spinning off like Han Solo got his own movie. No, no. This is something different. And it hails from John Favreau, who is the showrunner. I'm like, John, when do you sleep, eat, and, you know, bathe? Yeah. Because he is really like Disney's new man. He's the showrunner, creator of the show, directed, um, I believe, or will direct, if not already. Uh, This is already renewed for season two. And quite frankly, I hear that it's pretty good. Oh. That's what I And John did a lot of the writing. Yes. And we know he does write. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, And I will say this. He is the right person for this show. Oh, okay. He's the right person. I also want to tell the listeners if they don't know already, which everybody does, it's six ninety nine a month for a Disney Plus or six sixty nine ninety nine per year. Now, are also, there any commercials? That's the biggest question. Not on Disney Plus. No commercials. Got it. So no commercials there, but you can bundle it with Hulu with ads and ESPN Plus for twelve ninety nine a month. So they yes. have that going on as well. Yes. Okay. And I'm sorry, would you, I, I know this isn't about that, but with Disney, what all do you get on there? Because I, I hear, I heard Nat Geo and, and. Yeah. Yeah. We should talk about this. Um, so you get Pixar, you get Marvel, you get Nat Geo, as you said, you get the Disney classics, that kind of stuff. Okay. And now all the Marvel stuff isn't there because some of it is still licensed. Yes. Once those licenses are gone, it will be on Disney Plus. Also remember everybody that Hulu's owned by Disney. We talked about this. Well, there's one sliver. (laughs) Yeah, right. And FX on Hulu's coming to us next year. So Disney is getting real serious. Hulu will be more for adult fare. Disney Plus is for family fare. 
So before I get to The Mandalorian, I'll say, if you have a family, you need Disney+. Plus. Yeah, you really do. Yeah, it, it, Especially no at the holidays, Ref. Because this is something where if everybody's disagreeing about what to watch, just go to Disney+, Plus. there's something on there. That's true. That's true. Something you've seen. Once you get that bundle with Hulu, because I, I did hear that they're really staying with the family, more fr- family-friendly content. The other stuff that Disney acquired from Fox is going to live on Hulu. So mm-hmm. even even the they have a 13, PG-13 Deadpool available that came out last year. Um, Deadpool 2, excuse me. And then they're going to have the regular, you know, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's really it's really smart. It's yeah. really smart how they've done it. I'm just excited about FX on Hulu. I can't wait for that to happen. And just so you know what that means, everybody, it's not just that FX shows will be on Hulu uh, the the morning after it airs, but they are producing shows for Hulu. Yeah, there's a Kate Blanchett show that will be on Hulu now that was scheduled for yeah. FX. Gotcha. Anyway, back to Disney Plus. Now, I have sampled more than The Mandalorian. Oh, okay. Okay, so I watched the live-action Lady and Tramp. Yeah. The, the original's there as well. I'll oh, yes. Okay, okay. Um, mm. Yeah. <laughs> I heard the, the, the reviews are not kind. Mm. Um, at least the original, there's a charm because of the period piece. Essentially, that's what it is now. <laughs> so there's a charm to it. There's there's a lyricism to it that the remake is missing. Yeah. Um, when it comes to the high school musical TV show, if you're in that age, age range, hey, go for it. I'm too old. <laughs> <laughs> I did finally watch Avengers Endgame. Before that, I watched uh, Captain Marvel. Look at you just going. You're really getting your six ninety nine. I know. I know. I already know. Yeah. Uh, you're getting your six ninety nine's <laughs> worth. I was bored. Yeah. I. Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll say that. But I had a free trial. <laughs> now, oh. if, now some if check everybody your providers because some providers are giving you Disney Plus for free for a year. Like oh, if you have ooh. Verizon Unlimited plan. Yeah. Yeah. And some others. So check that as well. Uh, but it's just a whole bunch of stuff. So if you're interested in any of the entities we talked about, check it out. And even now, Raph, I don't know if you know, but some of the classic Disney movies, they yeah. have warnings. Like what? contains, contains, may contain outdated cultural depictions. Oh, oh you know, like the crows in... Um, Dumbo. Yes. Oh, look at the... Now see, don't, don't think that the ref don't know nothing. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> also, they will say con- contains tobacco depictions. Yes. So, if you don't want your family to see that, you know what's there. How is it? Is it interactive? Is it? Is it? Is the interface intuitive? Is it? Clunky? It is intuitive. Okay. Uh, they they have at the top they have a, it's five of the major entities that they provide. So you can just click into Marvel, for instance. Oh, okay. okay. Or into Pixar. So you don't have to wait. You don't have to sift through all of the no. Stuff. Excellent. Yeah, and and then there's a sidebar as well where you have your watch list and you can go through other things, series. Uh, they also have it's like a Netflix kind of thing where you have rows of 
different things. Disney classic row, oh, okay. Marvel row. So it's it's intuitive. If if you've used an online inter- interface before, if you've used Netflix before, you know what's going on. If you've used Amazon Prime, no shock here. They yeah. were, they know what they're doing. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, so now for the Mandalorian. <laughs> 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 the longest build up. <laughs> this is the show uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. that is for the entire family. Oh. It will work for almost every age range if you like Star Wars. Okay. Okay. Now, what is it about? We have my boy, Pedro Pascal. You love saying that name. <laughs> you do. Every single time from Narcos to that match or Game of Thrones. Affleck, Game yeah. of Thrones. Yeah. What? Oh, Game of Thrones. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, he was the Red Viper in Game of Thrones. Don't <laughs> sleep. Well, he's so he's the Mandalorian. <laughs> now, what is a Mandalorian? The Mandalorians, they are the race of, of people that the Fets come from. Boba Fett, Jango Fett. So they're bounty hunters. Okay, there you go. Okay. Now, so this Mandalorian is one of them. He's a bounty hunter. And at the very beginning, you know what he's up to. There's a scene where somebody uh, wants to take this bounty for themselves, and the Mandalorian comes in and says, no, you won't. Mm. And then he has to get off of this planet in order to deliver this bounty. Who's the bounty, right? How does he get off the of the planet? It's not easy, okay? And of course, he has his own spacecraft to do this. And what's on the spacecraft, what does it look like? How does he ensure that the bounty doesn't get away? Now, the person who essentially facilitates these bounties, who tells him, hey, this is what these people are looking for, can you do it? It's played by Carl Weathers. Oh, we love Carl, don't we? Love him. Mr. Creed. Yes. <laughs> so Carl is like, look, I'm kind of running low on this stuff, but there's this special bounty that is off the books. I'll say it that way. That's not the language they use. It's off the books. It pays a lot. If you want to do it, go ahead. A lot of people have come before you. All have failed. Oh, then he's going to do it. Now, what does failure mean? Oh. Do you come back from it? Oh, boy. So, of course, yes, he does this. This is a TV show. <laughs> so he goes to find this bounty, and what does he encounter? All kinds of mayhem. Now, he sees this because there's something called a bounty droid, who's voiced by Taika Waititi. <laughs> <laughs> And the bounty droid is just that. It's a bounty hunter that's an android. And it's hilarious. So all of these people are trying to get this bounty. The bounty droid just destroys all of them. And he there's there's a particular reason why. You have to have your credentials or the bounty droid will take you out. Oh. So the Mandalorian comes up and he the bounty droid is like, hey, where are your credentials? And Mandalorian's like, wait, stop. I got mine. Let's work together. <laughs> So they work together to get this bounty, but do they leave with the bounty together? And this special creature, that's the bounty, what is it? When the Mandalorian sees this creature, maybe things have changed. 
is the Mandalorian still going to want to cash in or will the Mandalorian want to do something else with this thing? I'll tell you this, you'll see what it is at the end of episode one. The first two episodes are now available. And when you do, many Star Wars fans might fall out of their seats. Oh, do we have to know? Will we not get it if we're not huge Star Wars fans? Oh, you will, everybody will know. Oh, okay, good, good, good. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, if you know Star Wars, you will know what you're looking at. And you'll go, what? <laughs> okay. So they're then in the second the bigger mm-hmm. world. That's great. Okay. Yeah. Then in the second episode, it's all about what's the Mandalorian going to do with this? And we have, we're introduced to this. Uh, now, by the way, I should say, on the way to get to this uh, special bounty, the Mandalorian on this new planet meet someone who's essentially a guide. And this someone is voiced by Nick Nolte. You can't make this stuff up. (laughs) And it's great, it's the perfect, and the animation of it, it looks like Nick Nolte if you know it's him. So unlike the lady in the tramp, they use that, they use his face. It just, it's just a wonderful thing because it's not Nick Nolte, okay? This is all CGI all the way. But it was just it, that kind of thing. It's those kind of touches that are so nice. And then in episode two, we see what comes of this, uh, what comes of this relationship between the Mandalorian and Nick Nolte's character. Can the Mandalorian get off of the planet? Maybe there's some creatures on the planet that have other ideas for him. So that's episode two. And then as we move through, who knows what's gonna happen? But I'll say this. What a great idea, if you're gonna pull from Star Wars, to do a TV show on a bounty hunter. It's endless where you can go with it, endless. And it looks ref like a dream. Ooh, well, John Favreau, I mean, come on. When you see it, you'll go, I was watching it, I just thought that through the history of television. It was like, how do we get here? I mean, we have Watchmen, we have Game of Thrones, we have all of this other stuff that we know looks great. But just seeing it where you go, this looks like a Star Wars movie. Mm. It's 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 almost shocking, but the show itself isn't loud. It It's true to what it is. It's not trying to perform or trying to grab you. It's what it is. That, I like the truth of it that way. My only knock was at the beginning, I did want to be hooked. That first scene to me felt a bit sluggish, but once you get out of that, I really enjoyed it. Um, Is this the perfect thing ever? No, it's not, but who cares? If you're a Star Wars fan, if you're a fan of fantasy, sci-fi, anything like that, if you're going to see the latest and and last Star Wars installment in our current trilogy, you've got to see this in some way. Uh, You can wait to binge it if you want. I believe it's final episode, because there will be eight, will be around December 27th. Uh, Just so you know, on Disney Plus, their shows, they will release new episodes once a week. It's not a binge model on Fridays. On Fridays. Fridays. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, what happened since this launched on a Tuesday, you got two episodes in one week. Mm. But moving forward, it will be one episode. I'll tell you this. I don't need Disney Plus all every month. So I will be purchasing it strategically. (laughs) There you (laughs) have it. Listen, this was a snack. And uh, it was a, it was, well, it was in between a snack. It was like you know what you eat right, you know right after you, you know you've eaten breakfast, and you know it's not quite lunch, and you just want something good. This was that episode. <laughs> the hobbits call it eleven C's. Eleven C's. Yes, maybe that's what we should call it. <laughs> well, keep tuned in here. There's more to review on Disney Plus. 
um, as well as other platforms. The critic is just, we just lock them in a room and shut it down. We just make him just watch TV until his eyes bleed. So uh, it, let's just, uh, critic, go back into the room. Go back, go back, go back. <laughs> Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea, and we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.